Hey everybody, Scott Malcolm here from Money Mechanics. Just a quick message to say, any information that we share during this podcast is general information only. Please do not act on that information without considering the appropriateness towards your specific needs and outcomes. Ideally, we suggest that you go and meet with a financial planner and get personal advice. Hi folks, welcome along to another episode of Looking Under the Hood. I'm Scott Malcolm and we're here to unpack the money stuff. When it comes to money, I often talk about the fact that we're human beings and we're born into this financial system. We have habits, attitudes, behaviours that we develop over life and some of those will support us and some of those might sabotage us when it comes to our financial decision making. Today we're going to be talking about financial resilience and that's the ability to bounce back from financial shock or stress. So I'm joined today by Danielle Brophy from Money Wellbeing. Now Danielle wears a number of hats. Danielle is a financial coach, a certified financial planner like myself, and also a certified practicing accountant who uh, specializes in self-managed super fund audits, but is on a mission to really put the heart and soul back into how we look at our finances. Welcome along, Danielle. How are you going? I'm great. Thank you, Scott. I'm, I'm so happy to be chatting to you. I've been looking forward to having this conversation. It is fantastic to have you here. And look, I've been asking all my guests, what's one of your earliest happy memories around money? I would have been in preschool and I would have been about three or four. And we got those uh, dragons that came from the St. George Bank and you could put your money in it and save up. But I think at that age, I was more interested in the dragon toy than the actual money saving side of things. But I think that was the beginning of my paying attention to, hmm, what is this money thing? So it starts really young. Follow up question. What color was your St. George money box? Was it one of the red ones or the green ones? (laughs) It was a green one. You remember them. Yeah, I do. It's it's bringing back memories for me as well. I've actually got a round ANZ money box still that's got this little key to it. But yeah, I think it's really interesting, like banks, especially maybe on the on the marketing side of things as a as a skeptical adult, get into our brains at a very young age, don't they around um, how they work as institutions and, and what they do. Look, we, we hear a lot, I think, these days around resilience, especially on the on the back of, of COVID and things that have happened in in that space. But Danielle, what is financial resilience? Well, love your question because there is a practical side and there is an emotional, psychological side. And when we talk about COVID, it really is a very rare event where the whole of society is affected. You know, it, it's also a health event for sure, but mm. the two have been linked, the, the economy impact as well as the health impact. So it's been fascinating and uh, very sad uh, but these events are a, a collective trauma in in mm. effect and we've had some of these events in the past we've had the GFC we've had the Great Depression and it all impacts how we interact with money 
But when it comes to financial resilience, there's the practical side and then you know the emotional, psychological side. And they're both important and they're both intertwined. So from a practical side, it's about having control over your finances. It's about having manageable levels of debt, being able to make sure the ends meet. Also having the capacity to absorb a financial shock. And mm. that was something that we saw a lot of in the GFC is when there isn't emergency funds available, it's felt far sooner. But at yep. the same time, we don't want to be shaming anybody. I, I don't like that idea because who knows what has put somebody in that situation where they don't have emergency funds to start with. And and that is that's such a big thing, Danielle, because there, there's so much shame and and darker emotions that come up around the financial stuff as well. So it is really important to acknowledge those and be okay with with being in that space with them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what we actually have, we've all got a negativity bias, so that's going to mean that we are more likely to attach negative events to money or to mm. remember them more clearly. It's an evolutionary thing where when we were tribal uh, people and thousands of years ago, we used to run and roam free as cavemen. And if we heard a rustle in the bushes, we would jump and assume that it's a worst case scenario, that it's a lion or you know, something that's going to put us in danger. So, yeah, fight or flight mode, isn't it? Yeah, wow. Absolutely. So we've evolved to remember negative things better. So that definitely plays into being financially resilient as well. My grandfather, or I should say my great, and this is how it gets passed down in generations, is my great-grandmother, we all know, she sold her wedding ring to buy shoes for my grandfather and his brothers in the Great Depression. And he was, we knew he hoarded or we knew he kept four of everything and it was a bit of a joke, but when they passed away, we saw just how much. The, the thing is, in those generations, they had a, a stiff upper lip. They didn't work through the emotions and they didn't have the support. It wasn't even understood to be a thing, financial psychology. So we're sort of on the cusp of moving beyond that and we've got generations who didn't have that support. So I think there's just so much more work to be done. Mm. And that is generational stuff is so huge. When it, when it comes to that resilience, what is the, I guess, intersection or interaction between financial well-being and then also financial resilience for people? Financial well-being, it incorporates a little more of the positive side of money so mm. once you have more money how do you want to spend it to make your life happier it's looking at what's your values and what's important to you and what's going to give you a fulfilling life whereas financial resilience is a little bit more of how do we handle things when things go wrong but they're so intertwined because you know when things do go wrong well, then what do you want to look forward to? It's having the financial well-being and the financial freedom to do what you want in your life. It is that, as you say, that that shock or that event. And so the financial resilience element is, is really about trying to build up that skill set or build up those behaviours to be able to deal with that shock in a different way. 
Yes, absolutely. There are so many possibilities when it comes to coping. So I actually, I've created a quiz, uh, which I'm happy to share with you. And it's actually incorporating a study uh, on uh, the impacts of the GFC and what was financial resilience there. And there was a lot of personality characteristics that resulted in people being more resilient and coming through with a better financial outcome. And it, it wasn't looking at you know, how much emergency funds, if anything, it counteracted that and took those factors out. And there were... Yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. There were uh, characteristics like uh, gratitude and being optimistic, having a, a well-defined faith life, being persistent, having problem-solving, seeking support. All of those things will help in moving forward. And I think sometimes it helps to understand yourself and to bring about your own in, inner wisdom and understand maybe whether it's looking back on what's worked in the past and thinking about what's going to help you to move forward because really what I want to share is a message of hope that it is absolutely mm. possible. There's always something that can be done. No matter how dire it gets, there's always options and there's always ways of thinking about your money that can slowly move you forward or quickly depending on your circumstances. That is such an important message in there because I think where that overwhelm does come in, there is ways that you can get support. And, and I, I liked your comment before around sort of a being cave folk originally and, and sort of coming out of that background. Like it, it does take a village a lot of the time for us. We are, we are community people. We, we, we like that connection. And I think COVID again has shown where we've been disconnected from, from our, our communities and from groups and, and family and things that creates another layer of struggle or challenge. But, financially especially with some of those traits that you were talking about before it is about connection and and reaching out and, and having conversation I think yeah if you're someone who benefits from having a chat to somebody about your finances if you're struggling or whatever you're struggling with if that makes you feel better then absolutely in the long run that will help you to improve your financial situation Mm, yeah, and, yeah, and you mentioned also overwhelm, and that does creep in, and it's totally understandable. You know, there's also a concept of uh, learned helplessness. So that's where, you know, there's been studies done into uh, situations where an animal is trying to change their situation, but in a controlled environment, they're put into a situation where it doesn't matter what they do they can't improve their situation. Then they'll change the environment so that that animal is actually capable of making a change, but the animal assumes that nothing will help. So that's a situation of learned helplessness. Yeah, wow. That It's a belief and it's not a reality that uh, nothing helps. And I think that sometimes creates problems when it comes to money and, and the overwhelming, which, which is actually completely understandable. What what are some of the other events that can that can impact people and and cause these sort of these shocks? Like obviously COVID, as, as we've talked about, and and the global financial crisis or the 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 great uh, recession, as as people of the US call it, is one of those elements as well. But it, it could also be other other day to day events as well, couldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So 
you could have a health uh, problem which actually requires a, a lot of money to have assistance. You could lose employment or have a business shock. You could be, say, heavily invested in one particular asset and something happens to that. There's so many possibilities. This is where the beauty of the work you do comes in because to an extent you can think ahead and prepare. You can look at you know things like insurances and emergency funds and all those sorts of things. But I would also argue that it helps to be aware of the emotional side of things. Panic can set in and when we do go into fight or flight, it's very difficult to think rationally. Yeah, no, and, and that's so true. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to when I started my own business. Global financial crisis happened. I was working in a, in a business. I was getting paid my, my fortnightly paycheck and had built a life up around that with debt and, and other things going on and then was tapped on the shoulder to say, well, unfortunately, we, we can't afford to pay you anymore, Scott, and, and see you later. And there was that immediate, again, fight or flight response. And I guess in, in reflecting back on that now, I, I basically ran headfirst into my own business, probably not thinking about the, the consequence or um, how, uh, how viable that was going to be initially, and then just hustled my way through it. So, are there tools? Are there strategies? I mean, I'm not saying that that sort of my approach of uh, of just hustling through is the, the the best way. But what sort of tools or strategies can people think about or or use? Well, there is the 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 practical aspect. So it sounds like you're quite strong with the problem solving and and the action taking. So yeah, that that's strategizing and that's taking the action that you need to take and the planning, which. Mm that's you know it's fantastic if you can put in place regular say you know savings or it depends on whatever the situation is really um, and your personal circumstances but you know if you can take those practical steps then that's going to help but also you know it's uh, looking at what's what's going to work for you to move forward I am a big advocate for self-compassion and Mm. this is also something that people struggle with is sometimes these events are actually outside of our control and it's a difficult situation to be in. You actually need to start with acceptance of the challenges Mm. and the emotions that come up. It's okay to feel like the rug has been pulled out from under your feet. That's okay to feel that way. I would encourage self-compassion because what we don't want to creep in and what often does creep in is black and white thinking. My my neighbour drives a Ferrari. <laughs> it's my, it's yep. an exaggeration. Whereas I'm struggling to pay the bills. So mm. therefore, yep. I'm clearly a failure. It, you mm. know, it's the, the black and white thinking and then it's the blame. So yep. I think it does start with, surrendering to some extent before you can start to move forward and look at the active coping strategies and accepting the emotions it's also learning to not overplay your strengths so i'm like you maybe it comes with being a financial planner is i am quite good at the problem solving and the action taking and the strategizing so you know when things go wrong uh, i 
I even say that loosely, go wrong. I see things as a, as a learning opportunity. So I find that difficult to say. Uh, but Love when it. things don't go... <laughs> <laughs> when things don't go according to plan, then I'm I will you know jump into action. I will do what needs to be done. But you also need to balance that and and not overplay that because you can get so caught up in the doing that you you don't feel the emotions and you don't process what's going on. Mm. When it comes to money, that can sometimes lead to money blocks. So if you just sit down and think about money generally. My question is to you, do you think, feel positively or do you think and feel negatively? And some of these money blocks come up when through messaging, experiences, life events, uh, even learnings from our parents, grandparents, all of that. It leads to us having some beliefs that can be unhelpful. Things like uh, if you have a lot of money, then you'll have extra responsibilities or uh, that if you're wealthy, then you must be greedy or that you're not a good person. You can't be trusted. Yeah, yeah. Yes, all that yes, all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even I'm not good enough to have more money. Or well, yeah, I'm, massive, yeah. That That is a big one. Uh, or I can't manage money wisely. Money is boring. I'm no good at maths. I don't deserve to be paid more. I'll never have much more money. You know, some of those beliefs can creep in. Sometimes we fully understand it and we'll say openly, oh, my goodness, I'm just terrible with money. But sometimes we have these beliefs and we don't even realise that they're in our subconscious system and they're mm. directing what we do. So uh, you know, we can hold back if, if we're going into maybe ask for a pay rise or have a, a, a sales con conversation with a client we can find that these blockages come in and hold us back from getting what we really deserve and that's a form of self-sabotage it's holding us mm. back Danielle, what, what sort of tools or what sort of other sort of strategies would you suggest people consider or, or look at uh, if they're trying to hone their, their financial resilience skill at the end of the day? Well, it comes down to money management. I think once you've got those money blocks cleared uh, and, and you've got a relatively, I mean, you, there's always learning when it comes to having a healthy relationship to money. But a next step, I would say, is definitely working on the practical side of things. So I have an app, but you know, there are many apps out there which are really helpful with seeing where your money is actually going because there can be a lot of uh, money that's lost just through subscriptions and and purchases that are not actually going to help with your financial security or your financial well-being so i'd encourage you to track your spending and i do not like the word budget <laughs> it feels restrictive a lot of the time but it's i would encourage planning and money management to make sure that what you're wanting out of this life and with your money is you're heading in that direction I think that's a big step. Then there's, you know, there is insurances. I'm a big advocate for insurances and making sure that you have that in place for if 
things don't go according to plan paying down debt that's relatively practical uh there's the putting funds aside for emergencies you need to take regular small steps and that is probably one of the most helpful things is to not assume oh i have to go and do everything and be the best financial manager to the extent where you hold yourself back i guess that's a degree of perfectionism and uh, definitely just take small steps and start yeah, definitely. And I think it's if people reflect and go, right, okay, on the uh, a scale of one to 10, how, how do you feel that you've handled any financial shock or pressure situations around your money in the past? How would you rate yourself? And if you rate yourself as a, as a five or a three or a, or a seven, it, it might not be going, okay, well, what would a 10 look like? It might even just be moving up one and going, right, well, if you rate yourself as a three, last time you had some financial shock, you, you didn't feel prepared, you responded emotionally in a, in a way that wasn't as helpful as it could have been, then maybe it's about looking at that and saying, right, well, what, what would a four look like? Put yourself in someone else's shoes. So if you go, right, well, think of someone who you feel is really good on the financial resilience front then you might start to just pick up some of their habits their behaviors their their attitudes as well as we've talked about i think for people listening it's really then about um sitting in and, and just being with yourself around the emotional elements as well and we have we've had georgia ellis on talking about uh, money mindset uh, in one of our earlier episodes so i'll give a, a plug to, to that episode if people haven't uh, listened to that one and just being able to i know sit down and journal or meditate and and go through a process and really start to just uh, unravel that uh, deeper understanding of, of yourself when it comes to the, the money side of things. What if people are in a bit more of a dire situation? What are some of the things people could be thinking about or, or sitting with in that regard? Yeah, well, I think it's really important to think about this because we don't want to minimise some of the challenges that people are facing, that uh, you know, just think positively and that will solve everything. I think mindset is huge if you can have a degree of optimism and problem solving but we need to be understanding that some people end up in such difficult situations that it is really really tough and i think that does come back to the acceptance of your feelings and uh, the challenges that you're in and i agree that small steps you know looking for for some assistance we're lucky in Australia to have as much support as we do uh, even though there's more work to be done and I think self-compassion is a huge part of it there's, there are small steps you can take but at the same time don't minimize how much of a challenge it actually is Mm, I think that's that's so good. Like the the gravity of a situation can often again just just add that heaviness to it. So yeah, I think that's so so important. Danielle, we could probably chat about this all uh, all day, and I know that time is getting on, so we, we do try and keep this short and sweet. So look, thank you so much for for coming along today and and sharing your insights. I'll put all the details of how people can get in touch with you on the show notes and that'll direct people to, to your app and some of the, the quizzes that you've got there. I, I do love the way that you've, uh, your website looks really great and, uh, you've got some fantastic resources on there that people can jump in and, and check out. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. Great to chat to you today, Scott. 
Financial resilience, it is one of those big elements when it comes to your money life and, and how you are around your money. And it is an awareness set. Like it's actually about sitting with yourself and going, right, what have my past habits and, and behaviors and attitudes around money been? What's my past decision making been around money? If there's things there that you're going, oh, I'm not quite happy with my decision making or, or the actions I took at that point in time, then you can change it. But uh, as Danielle was saying before, it's okay to not be okay as well and, um, and go through that process. Thanks so much for listening. We're loving your feedback and leave a review. And thanks again for coming along. <laughs>